Ball Around the World, Ball Around the World. Welcome, welcome. You are now tuned in to Ball Around the World, the new branch of EPB podcast where we can just take 15 to 20 minutes and just talk a little shit about the ball and the news and the world that we've seen. Uh, if you're listening on IG Live, we appreciate it. If you got a TikTok, go on over to TikTok. Make sure you give us a follow. We're trying to get to 1,000 followers so we can go live on TikTok. We all over the socials. I got my boy Ash with me. You're not going to see him on camera, but he's here playing that HP. What's almost, going on? What's going on? Almost done with that Harry Potter. Probably the best video game to, next to FIFA that has ever come out, ever. Like, if HP can create the, like, years of rain that FIFA has had, then it, it, it might be a wrap for FIFA. I might never play FIFA again because my skills have drastically waned on FIFA because of my love of the Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 it's fire. Anyway, there's been a lot of footy, a lot of stuff in the headlines. We're not going to get to it all, but I did uh, want to talk about some stuff. We're talking about the last minute transfers here and uh, no, no, none other more specific than the boy Mason Greenwood who's made his way to Getafe. I just posted his, uh, his uh, introduction into Getafe on, uh, on, that they posted on IG. I posted on my stories. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I don't know if you, <laughs> when you looked at that one and you think about it compared to like Neymar's uh, introduction in Saudi Arabia yeah, or Christiana. It, it was a little light. It was, it was a light. Uh, light brought out like the two flame things and they just kind of fizzled, you know? Yeah. yeah it was, it's it was like, the, you know, it's like, all right, everybody crowd in, crowd in. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody, bring it in. Yeah, everybody, come center, come center. Mason Greenwood's here. Um, I want to talk a little shit because you know, again, like props to Mason Greenwood. I, I, I've, I've felt for him during this whole thing. It, it's wild what happened and what he did, but um, for nobody to take him and all this stuff to come out in Spain, is it wild? Just from a La Liga and Spanish standpoint, that you know they're showing this much love to quote-unquote a wife beater or that's just kind of what it is it's just life you know yeah i mean spain just has different sort spain of got different rules they are se they are set up differently that is <laughs> that is just how it goes yeah um so yeah uh out of the last minute transfers that we saw like let me I'm gonna, i'll do three ansu fati to brighton sergio ramos to sevilla and now your boy Mason Greenwood to Getafe. Who, who do you think is going to have the most impact this year? <laughs> Man, I, I think I think Mason Greenwood has the what the most upside. I, I mean, I think I think he's got to be coming out with a vengeance, right? Like he's got to. Yeah, he's got to show himself. He's really got to, you know. This is sort of his trial period. For is it worth, you know, is it worth anyone picking him up? Is it worth the bad PR? You know, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that what Luis Suarez did was, you know, um, the same. What, but biting people? Biting people, racism. Racism. You know, all, all those things. It's a multitude of stuff, but he was, he's been able to. He uh, revived his he, career. Yeah, because he, he's just a, <laughs> you know, a winner, right? So. Yeah. We've seen it in other sports where people can get away with shit if, you know, if they're good. Yeah, if you're good enough. It'll all be swept under the rug, which seems like it might be for him. That's yeah. weird. That's funny you bring up Luis Suarez because you're right. I almost forgot. I, I used to hate Luis Suarez, like hate him with a passion. 
him biting Chelsea players, him being racist to Patrice Evra, you know, things coming out. Maybe hate's a strong word, but definitely didn't didn't appreciate his game or like him. And then that all kind of changed. He went to Barcelona. You know, I started to actually see, like, the brilliance of his game. Like, I never really saw it at Liverpool, you know, and I didn't watch PSV. I mean, but your boy, you know, your boy John Terry, right? I mean, he's a... John sort of Terry. John Terry's a a, you know. uh, a brother, wife, a, <laughs> a wife stealing, uh, racist. What did he, he was racist to Anton, right? Yeah. Yeah. His brother, yeah. That got really swept under the rug. Either John Terry had a really good PR team, or uh, you know they just were able to move on, or you know you know Chelsea was just winning enough that it it did. He's it, a winner, right? You know, He's just another winner. That's how 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 it uh works you know winners winners get absolved regardless of what they do um to that point just about winners and and winners in the circle we were talking earlier about real madrid and because of their history of winning um how their players seem to just have more clout than any other players around the world um and and I, I was thinking about it from a I mean we 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 took it to the past where it was just kind of like well yeah like we always talk about Claude Makélélé and like he invented the defensive midfield you know modern defensive midfield position but like what is is he the best defensive midfielder we've ever seen like but before we get to that it made me think about Jude Bellingham who's going off on Madrid and you know Madrid is his now and obviously like young black kid highly touted is doing the damn thing in Spain. Like I have a, a particular affection for him, but you know, him by comparison to Holland and Holland coming into the premier league and essentially the, you know, scoring the same, at least over the first five games, maybe Holland even scored more goals, you know? Um, Cause I think he had a hat trick somewhere in the fourth or fifth game against a Burnley or something. Um, but how I just completely, you know, in my head, I was just like Holland, you know, Holland's not a big game player. He's not doing enough. Whereas Jude is, you know, scoring these goals last minute against Getafe, which Real Madrid should not be, you know, taking it down the wire in it by any shape or fashion with Getafe, even though they're missing a lot of players. But, you know, am I even giving uh, the Madrid players kind of that benefit of, oh, you're playing for Madrid. You're just, when you do things, it's way better than when other people do things. You know what I mean? Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think you're... Uh you know, there's a there's a level of expectation, right? Like when Holland came in, like we've always known he was a he was a goal scorer. You know, we knew, you know, City scored the most number of goals last season or the season prior to Holland getting there. Yeah. So like pretty much like a, okay, like Holland's like the missing piece. And I mean, I think City were in the they went pretty deep in the Champions League that prior prior year before getting knocked out by. Madrid, Dog, City did everything. You're right. They just got so famously knocked out. Really, down. like the additional, you know, of Holland, it's sort of like, okay, you know, maybe, you know, how, how much more is he going to, you know, improve the team? And yeah, he did, but I think they could have. I just don't think he was as, he's been as impactful. Yeah. Especially some of those bigger games where. Yeah, You're not finals. Expecting Jew to do all this stuff, and he's and he's delivering, and he's you know this is his first five games, right? So I would say definitely a bigger sort of accomplishment on Jude's standpoint than than Holland's from when Holland started. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, okay, I I think that's fair. I I think you know Holland just had a lot coming out, but to that to that same point, like Jude. 
Jude is going to a team that's almost fully formed. Again, albeit they've got some injuries. Vinicius hasn't been on the pitch. Uh, their big man, uh, Kareem, left. You know, when I think about Holland coming to the team, I think Raheem Sterling was probably the only marquee name that that was really that really left that team. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like I Jude's mean, coming to a fully formed Madrid too. You know, but well, it is different. It looks like Jude is running. It's definitely in transition. I don't know about it's fully formed. But yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. they've got they've got a really young midfield and a really old midfield. Yeah. So they got to somehow figure that out. Their defense. They don't have to is, figure that out. They, they those, those, those old those old guys have one are. one year contracts. They don't got to figure that out. Those old guys are literally ushering this new midfield in. This is like their last year. You know? Yeah. This is this is this is their last year. Yeah. So that's transition. And then you've also, I mean, I don't even know who Madrid's two best center backs are. They haven't figured that out either. Nah, they haven't figured that out. So there's a lot of question marks, and I don't even know what's up with their. Is it is it Mendy? What's like leather left back? Ferland Mendy, he's gone. I think he's Where gone. Where did he already. go? Who's their left back now then? Their left back is uh. Where's Ferland Mendy? He's playing. Man, it says he's at Real Madrid, but I could have sworn he was gone. Who is Real Madrid's left back? Here, I'm going to find out right now. All I'm saying is when you looked at City, they were missing one piece from the prior year. Like, that's all, all they and, needed. And they weren't really missing that piece. They had Phil Foden to fill in. They had uh, Jack Grealish to fill in. They, they had, you know, people already. And they've always which been I, missing you know, a striker. Which I, I wonder, like, if Pep – I think, I, you know, I'm wondering at what point Pep was like, all right, we, we need, like, a real number nine. Because <laughs> that, that's not like I mean, in what team has Pep ever? I mean, I guess he he's never really had to sign one, but hasn't had to. I mean, Sergio Aguero was a real a true number nine. I, I don't think Pep really, under, I don't think Pep fucks with number nines. To be yeah. honest, you know. Yeah, Sergio Aguero was 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 a little older at that point, right? Yeah. So yeah, he was not really. Yeah, you're but right. yeah, I mean, they got. I guess they got this young guy Garcia as left. Back. Yeah, they were playing that Francisco Garcia. I, I don't. He didn't play that well. Um, Ferland Mend- Mendy muscle injury, and he's out till mid September. Okay, so he's still on Madrid. And 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 they've got this. Yeah, and they're playing. You know, this new diamond formation, which you know they haven't. Norm, you know, which they haven't really used before. So because they typically have a striker, and, 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 they, don't and they don't have a striker. Have a striker. Yeah. So like, I don't think Real Madrid have it figured out. Yeah. But you're right. But like they're top of the table because, uh, yeah, Jude Bellingham. Because Jude Bellingham's yeah, figuring it out for them. Games. That's real. That's real. As this phone rings in the background. What's up to my Instagram live people? What's up? If you got TikTok, make sure you follow Eat Pray Ball on TikTok so we can go live for all of these ball around the world segments, talking about everything we can around the world. So yeah, I mean Jude. I agree with you. Like, Jude's had more effect on Madrid in the first five games than I think Holland would. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't falling, you know, victim to the, 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 just because you play for Madrid or Barcelona, suddenly you're just a better player than everybody. You know who else did that to me? Like, Sergino Dest. Once he got what became that right back of Barcelona, I was like, man, like, the U.S. have one of the best right backs in the world. You know what I mean? Um, but obviously, Xavi didn't didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, um, the other the other thing, because because 
I, I, we got to talk about it at least today. Uh, Jaden Sancho, that just happened this weekend. Essentially, Ten Hag was asked in a press conference why Jaden Sancho wasn't playing. Ten Hag decided to, you know, quote unquote, throw Jaden under the bus and say that uh, he he hasn't been performing well in training. And then, much to Jaden's chagrin, he hops hops on his own platform because we all got platforms out here, and he says. Don't listen to what, don't read, don't listen to everything you read. You know, I performed well in training and uh, I'm sick of being uh, used as the scapegoat for this team. You think there's truth to what Jaden's saying or do you think it's like, I mean, I don't think Ten Hag is, 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 I, I just, I've never rated, I still don't rate Ten Hag as a coach. I didn't rate him last year. Obviously, the Ronaldo thing uh, created that bias in my head. Um, but yeah, never, never really rated him. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, you know clearly there's some, like you said, there's some something going on that that's not not sure. really clear. But what 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 is clear is that you know you don't really you don't really cross Ted Hogg that way. And uh, you know it, I I think Jaden, you know yeah yeah I mean he's sort of. He sort of knows this is this is it, right? Like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you how do you how do you recover? How do you recover? I mean, m- many have recovered. Shit, even Angel Di Maria recovered from United, but I don't know if Jaden can in, in his fragile state. But the other well, side I'm of saying, I'm just saying, I don't think he can recover his playing at Man United. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. honestly, I you know, Jaden Sancho also was on like a you know the three month hiatus because of the uh, mental health stuff. So. You know, I'm guessing Man United are probably like, all right, we're just tired of this dude. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, and I mean, quite frankly, the way United's playing, because I do think they're like one of the biggest underperformers of of the Premier League, and we'll get to Chelsea in a bit, but uh, I don't think Jaden Sancho's helping United in any way, out of out of the rut they're in. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone in in the front three besides Rashford, or you know, yeah. Or Rash- space or self in United but yeah I, mean, I just think Ten Hawk has got bigger issues right like I, I wouldn't even be you know where's Jaden Sancho oh you know he didn't make the squad oh why not oh he you know didn't you know tactical reasons like, I, I don't know it was it, I feel like Ten Hawk by Ten Hawk saying that he's sort of like he's using it to like change the narrative of like oh we fucking sucked and we got dragged by Arsenal rather than like, <laughs> right you know like right. that that's we took it down to the wire. I will say the score doesn't necessarily reflect the game. They held on. Well. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> this man. <laughs> yeah, but, sometimes it takes a while to get thrashed. Who gives a fuck? They got thrashed, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But it does seem like, from a Ten Hag perspective, he just seems very excuse-laden. Like, everything is like something, oh, we're, we're injured players, oh, VAR. Uh, he's a cancer in the locker room. Uh, he, you know what I mean? It's never just like, yeah, like I got to talk to the players and like, we, you know, we'll, we're going to get better. It just seems like he just seems to have a lot of excuses. And that's what's kind of tough because I don't like that kind of authoritarian dictator kind of vibe if you're not really producing results. And people really thought he was producing results last year, bringing in Martinez and playing Anthony and all that shit. But he, he really wasn't. Yeah, I mean, Anthony really hasn't done a lot. You know, Martial, like, you know, the the whole the whole like summer, uh, 
the whole summer transfer window was pretty, I would say, disappointing, man. Really from the fact that they really didn't sell anyone. Actually, I still don't even know. Is Van de Beek, did they get rid of that, that dude? Dog, I don't know where Van de Beek is. What is the status of Van de Beek? I'm just saying, Somebody like, if, you're, free if you're not Van playing these players, like, let him go. Yeah, like, I, let him go. Like, it took them, like, forever to let Phil Jones go. Like, just let him go. Yeah. Let true. Harry Maguire go. Like, it, it's not working. Let Martial go. Just sell him. Yeah. Van de Beek is still at United. He He's was, still at United. I just saw there's a report he was quote unquote snubbed from uh, from the Champions League roster. So I think he's gonna try to go to what Galatasaray is what it's saying. Dude, I, I think all all Europe transfer windows are closed. <laughs> his, his only options like Saudi Arabia. If you didn't go now, you got to go to Saudi. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Who no, this, he's, uh, he's he's on who this. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know who this dude is that they brought in from turkey you know but again like is that a man united signing like i've never like i don't say i'm ignorant but i don't know who the heck this guy is i don't know who he is either that's not ignorant like you know you you see a big club sign somebody you usually know him have seen him watched him he won a trophy in the europa league whatever like yeah like i mean they brought in that worker horse last year like who the fuck was that guy they're bringing in this dude like they got that's that guy's name Hoy Young, the new striker. He's basically like Weghorst, two point yeah, He's yeah. shorter, but he's faster. He's more fit and younger. At least, at least yeah, he's young. You know, young guy. Yeah. Like definitely. Bring, that's bring in your Dutch boys, but yeah. You know, my my thing is is just man. When I look at menu, I just don't really know how all of these parts come together. Like I don't know what Bruno Fernandez really has not done much. This this so far this season, yeah. Garnacho just comes on. He kind of just does his own thing. Rashford does his own thing. Like it's just not cohesive. Yeah. In the final third. Yeah. Big facts. I just don't. I don't know what the the game plan is outside of like you know trying to stay organized and then capitalize on the counterattack with like individual brilliance. But like how much individual brilliant bro you know, that's like, like that's PSG like, couldn't even do that and they had the best individuals in the world like what I'm you- just saying that strategy is for like um uh who's buddy that got Brentford well, yeah who, who, who who's M- which M- team was it where buddy just got banned for betting sports betting oh uh, Luca uh, Ivan Tony right that was uh, yes yeah, yeah, yeah he's at Brentford right he was at, he was at uh Brentford yeah yeah, like yeah. they would play counterattacking football. They play that counterattacking football, and they still they play that ball. They got um, uh, M- 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 Matumbo. I want to call him Matumbo. But my my point is, is that they're they're an underdog, right? Like they play that underdog <laughs> style of play. Right. Man United, he, you need signing, to be Boston. Signing Johnny Evans, like what? Why? <laughs> What's wrong with the legend Johnny Evans? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, like it's like retirement hour. Over. Like yeah. I get it. Like he was a homegrown player. Maybe it's helping them for 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 numbers. For their English numbers. League, but yeah. Like they literally brought him on uh, on you know at, at the towards the end of the game. Like again, what kind of strategy is that? Yeah, it's comical. I'm yeah. sad to say the national break. So would you say uh, United's in a worse state or Chelsea? I think United. I thousand I mean, I percent agree because United again is supposed to be kind of formed. They're supposed to be competing. I think Chelsea is also supposed to be competing for at least Champions League spots, and I think we will start. But it just looks ugly. But it's a bunch of young boys, so I still they're figuring it out still. Yeah, I mean, they're, figuring they're, it all still out. Figuring it out. Still got They've a lot of injuries. Yeah, a lot of their a lot of their key key players. But 
I think United look worse because based on last year's performance, everyone's like, oh, United looks so much better. And then you're watching them now and you're like, wait a minute. They look garbage. They looked garbage in the preseason. It just, like, it doesn't look like good ball. At least Chelsea, contrary to last year, like, Chelsea was kind of winning certain games, but playing so horribly, I just couldn't feel good about it. Chelsea's actually playing really well. Even Nick Jackson looks good in certain positions, except in front of goal, but it's just not falling. So I don't know what that means. Football's still football. You need to get those points. But um, yeah, I agree with you. United just look out of sorts. You know, you think Chelsea's got a bunch of hodgepodge players put together. Like, United's players just don't even seem to fit. Like, you remember when they were trying to get Frankie De Jong too? And now yeah. looking at that midfield, honestly, he'd probably help that midfield out a lot if it was like Casemiro, Bruno. But their 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 midfield seems hodgepodge. Erickson, Erickson, Bruno, Casemiro. Yeah, like they're all great individual players. They just don't look well good together. They have no, zero no. like they have zero team chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> and 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 Rashford again looks kind of out of sorts. And 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 now I'm starting to go like I can't blame Rashford for like these ebbs and flows of his game. Like he played so well in 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 periods last year after he got healthy. Um, you know he's playing now, but it just looks weird. It just looks like I guess everything is on his shoulders. Yeah, it's just uh. It's just a it's a tough team to watch, but it's kind of funny and and but they they have won some games, so you know we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, they're... I mean they, I mean how, how how funny? I mean how how did they look when they played Nottingham Forest and they almost lost? Duh. Right, like that was pretty wild. Well, that, which is wild, but then fucking Chelsea goes around and then loses to Nottingham Forest, and I'm just like, what is going on? I'm I'm putting all my money on knots. Uh, yeah, <laughs> between right. Nottingham Forest and uh, shit Ashton Villa, like go get a win. Not Ashton Villa, probably Brentford, probably Brentford. But yeah, I'm not. Ex- I wasn't expecting anything out of Nottingham Forest, and here they are again, without Jay Ling's a hundred thousand a week contract. Um, Super interesting. Also, Brighton, and now with Ansu Fati, and United play Brighton next. They they play them this Saturday. Like, I think my money's on Brighton. I'm curious if Ansu's gonna play and if he fits in. I really hope he does well in in the Premier League. It's tough to think he will if he can't stay healthy in La Liga, but maybe he brings that kind of Spanish magic, that uh, maestro ness. To that squad because that squad's good. I don't. I have no idea where he fits because I feel like he's a left-sided player. I feel like Matoma's got that spot kind of sewn up. But yeah, we gotta definitely rooting for Ansu Fati. <laughs> definitely rooting for Ansu Fati. Not, not sure uh, how things went so all the way they did it. Oh, yeah, how do you go from like the next number ten, right? Like. All right, Messi's gone. Ansu is our guy. How do you go from that to just like, nah, we need we need to loan you out to Brighton, bro? Outside of his yeah, injuries, and, like. and that's another thing, right? Like Brighton was like the one that picked him up. Like not not like not even a team playing in Champions League, yeah. right? Or Europa, not, not a like, Sevilla or a, yeah, like Brighton. Not a not a West Ham, right? West Ham's in Europa now. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Ansu does in in the Premier League. Uh, definitely. Uh, definitely interested to see that Barcelona style of play like if how transferable it is yeah yeah speaking of Barcelona 
probably the best player who's ever played for them, Lionel Messi, now playing in Inter Miami. Got to tell you this story. Just came to L.A., beat the brakes off of L.A. Super happy I didn't go to that game. That was a, uh, a tough one to witness even from home. Um, he did play well, too, and I think I saw a quote from uh, Giorgio Chiellini saying that Inter-Miami team was the best team that he's played in the MLS so far, which is, I mean, that's interesting um, after winning a championship with the team last year. Uh, but that was the, the hardest team he played. So, obviously, Messi, Busquets, Alba, and, and Tata, the way Tata's got that, that, that team set up is, is, is looking formidable. It look, they've, what, now won, you know, 11 out of their 10 games uh, that Messi's been on the field, which is crazy. Um, but that's not necessarily the story I want to talk about. I want to talk about my personal uh, experience trying to uh, sell my tickets for <laughs> this game because if Messi comes into town and it might be a shit show with traffic or, or, or whatnot, I didn't need to watch him. Luckily, I, I went in 2019 or 2020 to, to Paris and watched him in the Champions League. He scored two goals. It was magical. Um, I love LAFC. I love Bank of California, uh, the BMO Stadium, I should say, but uh, didn't need to watch him. So I decided to sell my tickets. Uh, the the recommended and average ticket prices were going for like a thousand dollars, so I had it up for the last couple of weeks at nine fifty, um, and then it was day of, and none of them had had sold, so I brought the tickets down to six hundred. I was selling them in the app that my tickets are on on Ticketmaster, but also decided let me hop over to StubHub and just see since I haven't gotten any bites, uh, see if I can get some eyeballs. Literally, and within twenty minutes, my tickets sell for six hundred. Which, man, the messy effect, right? But once my ticket sold, two minutes after my ticket sold on Ticketmaster, it sold on StubHub. And I am hurriedly going to StubHub to take down the listing to, like, complete. But StubHub's policy is that the second you sell your tickets, you are responsible for delivering those tickets. That is the, the, the terms and agreements apparently you click. So if you're selling on multiple sites, you know, just know that you need to keep a close watch over StubHub because there's no grace period. There's no, oh, those tickets just sold. So tell the buyer who literally just clicked, uh, just clicked purchase um, that actually those tickets aren't available. If they had that policy, there would probably be no problem. The buyer's still looking for tickets the day of the game anyway. They're just going to have to continue looking. But instead, StubHub does this thing where they go, well, we then find replacement tickets at a similar price, which apparently they were able to do. Um, and regardless of whether they find replacement tickets for that person or not, I am still liable to uphold my end of the transaction. So if I was not allowed to supply the tickets, I have to supply the money uh, for the tickets. And so after selling my tickets on StubHub, or I'm sorry, on Ticketmaster, because StubHub had still had my tickets listed and I couldn't take it down in time, I am in the hole for the exact amount of money that I sold my Ticketmaster tickets for. And I just wanted to highlight it because, shoot, everybody's got a platform. I got my own platform, and I just want to say, fuck StubHub, first of all, first and foremost. But, like, honestly and truly, and I have you here as my, as my brother, you'll keep me honest, like, is it, am I crazy for saying, like, for, like, thinking that that's the dumbest thing, the dumbest policy ever? You know, or or at least 
could StubHub, you know, go a little bit above and beyond and say, you know, notice if these tickets are to sell at any point, And again, it's in the fine, fine, you know, the agreement, the, the terms of agreement. Right. It's in the fine print. But like, hey, like, you know, make sure you monitor these, t- these tickets highly because the second they sell, you're in the hole for them. I feel like one, they should do that. And, and two, there's a reason they don't do that, because, you know, they would lose a lot of money. Like it would actually have kind of had me go, you know what? I'm not going to sell on Step Up because I don't want to deal with this. By the way, I'm never selling on StubHub again. That was trash. That was the most trash experience I've I've had. And, you know, when I sold tickets during the World Cup, the same thing happened. So, yeah, bro, like, I'm just wondering from you straight up, honestly, like, am I just salty because I didn't do my due diligence? Or is that kind of wild? And it's, that's kind of, like, scammy on StubHub's part. Yeah, I think it's kind of uh, bullshit, right, on StubHub's part. Cause, uh, right. Thank you. Like, if you... Like, because it's no different than, like, if you go on to Amazon, right, and we both click at the same time to buy an item, and they'll just be like, sorry, like... Sorry, it's out of stock. It's out of stock. Sorry, like, can't fulfill the item. Not like, hey, we're going to just mail you an item for free, right? Like, it's just sort of like, ah, fuck. Right. You know? And I feel like, you know, again, if, if, if there's... Obviously, like, they can make concessions around that like okay obviously if it's like the game starting in one hour you know if it's within the hour then they've got to fulfill it because now there's a risk of that person not going to the game not being but able to like go to the game. Right. two minutes after with like you know six, six hours, hours left yeah plenty of time it's like hey dude like hey I sorry like these, these tickets aren't available it like yeah because it's not like you had the guy day and like hanging for for a while i could totally like, understand hey, if i waited Two hours, maybe four hours, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, hey, man, go back out in the market and go buy those no, tickets. No, you just got these tickets. Price. I'm within so like... So StubHub basically takes the dude's money and then takes your money. Right, right. And it's like, all right, StubHub, like now you've just fucked, you know, you fucked me. You fucked me. You fucked, you fucked both of us, but, you you know, you're going to try to and, adhere and to And him. even if the guy who reaches out to you and you're like, hey, you know, sorry, man, I can't fulfill it, and he goes back out and tells StubHub, then what? I'm sure StubHub still charges you, right? Yeah, StubHub charges you regardless. Even if I were, and I tried to, I tried to communicate directly to this guy because it shows his email, reached out to him, hey man, like, sorry, I can't fulfill these tickets. They literally just sold just before you clicked. Uh, You know, is there any way you can just ask StubHub for a refund? Even if StubHub were to refund him his money, I still owe StubHub money for breaching the terms of sale. It's just a racket, bro. Anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I just want the people to know that StubHub is trash for that kind of behavior. You got to you got to be careful. We already we already seen the Ticketmaster's got documentaries out on them and I haven't even seen that one. Um but apparently they were going going a little crazy with Taylor Swift. But, you know, luckily or you know, somehow nobody noticed what what the hell StubHub's been up to. And I'm just curious, you know, like again, hit me, find me on uh on socials, again, follow me on TikTok. Hit me in the comments of this uh, pod when this posts and let me know if anybody has any like StubHub horror stories because I can't be the only one. Like, like the way that that went down on Sunday, like I can't be the only one. Uh, anyway, got to get out of here, bro. I appreciate it. Another week of ball around the world. We got international break coming up. So we'll be talking some international games probably next week. 
Uh, it's pretty pretty much you know Euro qualifying, pretty much the boring stuff, the the Portugal Luxembourgs of 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 it all. But a game to look out for next Tuesday, uh, September twelfth. We got Germany versus France, which should be a fun one. So, um, looking forward to that. France play Ireland uh, at the end of this week. Want to see what that team looks like. Uh, anyway, again, make sure to keep it locked. Follow, like, subscribe. We're on YouTube, Instagram, on Instagram Live to my people out there. What's happening? Uh, Going to be doing this once a week, Tuesdays. Just kind of going over an overview. Um, Lastly, before I get out of here, I have to shout out my boys over at the Footy Travelers. They sent me uh, Colin and Mike, uh, some guys I got uh, to know really well, traveling overseas uh, to the Women's World Cup. Um, sent me this jersey. It's super, super dope. This is their uh, second drop of their line. Damn, you broke my TV just hitting it like that. Uh, dope jersey. I got to get some merch, bro. That's, that's what's next on the list. I'm going to get merch. I'm going to get my, my, my reps up like you guys, the footy travelers. But love you guys. Appreciate you sending me this. Uh, going to hang one on my wall here somewhere. Um, maybe over the Chelsea jersey until we start playing better. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, make sure to like, subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on TikTok. We want to go live there and keep it locked. It's the EPB podcast, Ball Around the World edition. We are out of here. Ooh.